Well, hello. Welcome again to the Family Service. We're so excited that you're joining us. If you're online today, hey, hey, everyone online, thanks for joining us. If you're here in person, we're so excited. I'm Matt Hantelman. I'm one of the pastors here at Noblesville First, and I'm excited you're with us. Have I said that, <laughs> that I'm excited? Are you excited to be here? If you're excited to join us on, online, why don't you type, I'm excited in the chat so we, I can go back later and know that you were also excited. Today, I'd like to share our Bible story. It comes from the book of 1 Kings. In 1 Kings, there is a Bible story about a man named Elijah. And Elijah was a prophet. He was a messenger of God. It's a big story. It's actually kind of hard to know where to start, how far back you need to go to really grasp this whole story. So you see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then we skip ahead a little bit. And now this guy named Ahab is king. And Ahab is married to a woman named Jezebel. And Jezebel does not know the one true God. She follows another God. In the Bible, they call him Baal. Baal is actually just a name for general gods. There's lots of different Baals. In this case, I believe this is Baal Terrell. That doesn't matter, but there's your fun fact for the day. And she convinces Ahab that he should also do the same and try to convince his entire kingdom to also worship Baal. God tells one of the prophets, Elijah, to tell Ahab that God is upset with him and that it won't rain on the lands of Ahab until Elijah says it will. There won't even be dew on the grass. This didn't bother Jezebel because Baal, the god that she worshipped, was the god of the vegetation cycle. So she believed their crops and food would be just fine. Do you think she was right? No. So now there's been a drought for about three years. Ahab and Jezebel are very mad at Elijah. They've been looking for him constantly to try and punish him. But God helps hide him for those three years. And after three years, God tells Elijah to go back to King Ahab and prove that Elijah serves the one true God. He tells Ahab to gather hundreds of prophets or messengers that served Baal and meet him on a mountain. There he makes a challenge to Ahab and the Baal prophets, and he and the prophets will both make altars, but they won't light them. And whoever's God lights the altar is the one true God. So he tells this to all the people. There is a huge crowd that gathered along with the prophets. And, he's, and Elijah says, does that sound like a good plan? And they're all like, yeah, that's a great plan. Let's have a God off, essentially. So let's watch what happens next. Elijah and the prophets of Baal. In a nutshell, that's what happens next. The Baal prophets dance around all day and they beg Baal to come and light the altar and they pray and they scream, but nothing happens. Elijah even says to them, are you sure? 
surely Baal's a god. Maybe he's sleeping. That's the laughing that you saw in the video. And then Elijah, in the midst of a three-year drought, calls for his altar to be completely soaked in water four times. And after praying to God, the entire altar, the wood, the stones, even the water, was licked up by fire. And when the people saw this, they all shouted, that's the real God. Wow. What a story that is. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you one verse in particular out of the story. It's verse 21 in 1 Kings 18, if you want to go look it up sometime. This is right before the contest, when Elijah's talking to the crowd and talking about the contest that's about to happen. Elijah addresses the crowd and he says this. It says, Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you hobble back and forth between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow God. If Baal is God, follow Baal. And the people gave no answer. Anyone here like sports? Who's, who are our sports fans here? If you're watching online and you like sports, type your favorite sport into the chat box. If you're here in person, shout it out to me. What's your favorite sport? Baseball, football, soccer. We got all we got great sports. We got all sorts of sports, right? If you were trying to get better at that sport and you had a choice between the absolute best coach that there is and someone who was just claiming to be the best but was a phony, this seems like an easy choice when you pray like this, right? But who would you rather choose? The best coach. I mean, it's, it's an easy choice when you say it like that. But ultimately, that's what Elijah is saying to the people. All right? And more than that, he's not even saying just pick one or the other. He says, how long will you hobble back and forth between God and Baal? If you had the absolute best coach ever, and then you had a not the best coach ever, and they both gave you advice on how to get better, and you tried to follow both, what do you think would happen? There's a good chance you would get worse, not better, by having the conflicting messages of how you were trying to get better. The same is true with God. When we have God telling us the best way to live, and we have other people or other messages or other gods or whatever telling us the best way to live, and we try to do both, we miss out on what is actually best. And Elijah to the people says, how long are you going to hobble back and forth? Ahab and the prophets he had brought had put God aside and waffled back and forth between him and Baal. But it doesn't always happen that big way in our lives. Sometimes we trade God for small things. Sometimes without even realizing it. But in those times, we can remember Elijah's words. If the Lord is God, follow God. And we can be confident that God is the right choice. Through stories like this one in the Old Testament, where God shows up in a powerful way and does the impossible. Through the stories of people today. You know, a testament is just a story. When we say the Old Testament or the New Testament, that's why today we call people's personal stories testimonies. And we hear those stories from the Bible and throughout history and even today 
of God doing impossible things that bring people closer to God. I hope this morning that this story helps you be confident in serving the one true God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this morning, for the opportunity to come together, for the opportunity to worship your name. We ask, God, that you give us the confidence to say, you are God, and we will serve you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.